0: So our scripture today is the kind of famous passage, uh, the walk to Emmaus, the two people who are on the road to Emmaus. This uh, passage is actually kind of a post-resurrection passage, um, which uh, as we are moving through Lent uh, doesn't um, quite fit with our normal trajectory uh, which is why I kind of cut it off halfway through the Scripture so we don't get to the recognition part of it. I want to kind of live in this tension uh, that happens in the first part of this passage, uh, live in this uh, kind of um, unknowing, uh, this, this part, the first part of the passage where the two disciples of Jesus do not yet recognize that Jesus is alive um, and with them. Uh, Because we're not to Easter yet, so we want to save that part for a little bit later. Um, But yet, I I do think there is some really good stuff to delve into uh, in this first part of the passage that, that has a lot to do with where we are in Lent. Lent has a lot to do with deprivation, depriving ourselves of learning how to live in desolation of learning how to live in the low moments as they prepare us for the beauty and the glory of Easter Day. And I think that's where we find these two disciples walking together. They had just experienced all the events of the weekend. They had seen Jesus crucified. They were not one of the 11 close disciples of Jesus, but they were kind of in the next level crowd that followed Jesus along every step of the way and where you would consider them disciples, but, but not on that uh, super close inner circle of Jesus' followers. Um, and we, we get the name of one of them, Cleopas. And this is the only time that Cleopas is mentioned in the New Testament. And what we find in this passage is that they are walking along and they are experiencing some major desolation, some major deprivation. They are feeling alone and lost and unsure of what to do. And like the uh, other disciples who went back to being fishermen once Jesus had left because they didn't know what else to do, These two were headed, presumably, home. They were leaving Jerusalem behind, trying to let go of whatever hopes and dreams they may have had. In fact, they say in this passage, we had hoped that Jesus would be the one to redeem Israel. But that all seems for naught now. And what we find in this passage, especially in verse 18, I want to read that to you again. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? It also says a little bit earlier, their eyes were kept from recognizing him. They experienced Jesus in the face of a stranger and did not realize that when they stopped and looked Jesus in the face, they did not realize who they were looking at. They did not recognize Jesus in the face of a stranger. I think what that tells us is that this experience of the cross was so disorienting that they didn't know what to look for anymore. It was so disorienting that they couldn't even see Jesus in the face of a stranger. We had hoped that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And they asked this question, are you the only stranger in all of Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place in these last few days? So much irony in this question. The fact that they don't recognize him. The one they'd followed for three years. The fact that Of all people, Jesus, of course, knew everything that had gone on. Probably in greater detail than they even knew. And yet here they are, experiencing so much loss, so much grief, so much pain, so much brokenness. Their lives have been turned completely upside down. And they don't recognize Jesus walking with them in the midst of that pain and brokenness. And Jesus goes on to explain all of the scriptures to them and how he was uh, the, the one to fulfill all these prophecies and such. And, and he is walking with them even though they don't realize it. And I think that's the message for us today. Is that Jesus walks with us even when we don't realize it. Perhaps especially when we least expect it. In the faces of people whom we might call strangers. You remember the song... You probably do. What if God was one of us? You remember that? I always kind of thought that was a cheesy song. <laughs> what if God was one of us, just a slob like one of us? But then there's this great line: "Just a stranger on a bus." Right? What if God was one of us? Well, in this passage, that's exactly what happens. Jesus is a stranger to them. And that got me to thinking, who are the strangers in our lives? What does it mean that Jesus appears in the face of a stranger? Of course, those reading and hearing the passage would would know what's going on here, even though the two disciples did not. Who are the strangers in our lives? There's always a a word associated with stranger, especially growing up as a kid. You remember what that is? Remember what it is? Stranger what? Danger. Stranger danger. We are to beware of strangers. Strangers are fearful people, are people to be feared. They could cause us harm. They could make life difficult for us. Who are the strangers around us in our world? Perhaps They are people who are just different from us, that we can't reconcile the idea of ever having a relationship with them. They are the people who float around our periphery, who don't mean much to us. people who we don't really need to care about because they're living their lives and I'm living mine. I think this idea of difference has been overplayed. And what we find is that Jesus shows up in the face of a stranger. Who are the strangers around us today? I, people who are so different from us that we can't reconcile having a relationship with them. Refugees come to mind. People with different racial background. People with different sexual orientation, people who are politically different from us. And yet Jesus is in the face of a stranger. So our call this morning is to have our eyes opened to the possibility that Jesus can show up Anywhere, anytime, in any person, especially the people whom we least expect. And perhaps especially the people whom we don't want to expect Jesus to show up in. Jesus says, love your neighbor, but he also says, love your enemy. Jesus says, love those who are the least of these. The hungry, the naked, the poor, the oppressed. The marginalized. The ones whom are typically not cared about, not loved, because they're them and I'm me. The two disciples were on the way. And they were walking in the midst of this pain and brokenness. They had hoped for the restoration of Israel. So not only does this story tell us that Jesus shows up in the face of a stranger, but it also says that Jesus walks with us in those times of deprivation, in those times where it seems like God is most far away. And so, what we are reminded is that to be human means we cannot gloss over the tough stuff. I think especially in churches, we have a tendency to not want to deal a lot of times with the negative. We come to church, we put our smiles on, and we shake our hands, and we go about our business, and we try and remain positive. And and there's just too big of an element of niceness sometimes. And it feels like maybe we need to get real with one another at times. Because to be human is to deal with the tough stuff. That the valleys are as important as the mountains. And Jesus is with us even when we don't realize it. Ernest Hemingway was uh, challenged and given a bet to write a novel in six words. I don't know if you've ever heard this story or not, but he took the bet and scribbled on a napkin and used these six words. For sale. Baby shoes. Never used for sale baby shoes never used I think this perfectly captures the feelings that these two disciples were experiencing the pain of searing loss Baby shoes never used. But also the pain of the loss of the potential of what they thought could happen. We had hoped that he would be the one to redeem Israel. Potential that had gone completely unfulfilled. This story tells us that Jesus is walking with them in that pain, even when they don't realize it, in the midst of their pain and brokenness, while they were on their way. And you can just get the feeling from the the Scripture that they're kind of shuffling their feet, looking down, and not paying attention. They're just so deprived. Deprived. And Jesus tries to get their attention. They even stop and they look him in the face. And yet they don't recognize him. Every moment is an opportunity to encounter the divine presence. Through the valleys through the difficult, through the tough. Every person presents an opportunity to encounter the living Christ. Because Jesus can be seen in the face of a stranger, in the face of a refugee, the LGBT person, the kids who play in our parking lot here at the church, the stranger, the unloved, the outcast. Mother Teresa sums this up beautifully. Of course, she worked in Calcutta, one of the most desperate and desolate and deprived places in the world and she says this I see Jesus in every human being when I see someone hungry on the side of the road I say to this to myself this is hungry Jesus I must feed him this is sick Jesus this one with leprosy or gangrene I must wash him Intend to him. This is forgotten Jesus. This is cast aside Jesus. This is nuisance Jesus. I see Jesus, serve Jesus, because I love Jesus. The dying, the cripple, the unwanted, the unloved, each one of them is Jesus in disguise. See, Mother Teresa took Matthew 25 literally to love the least of these. The righteous say to the king, when did we see you hungry or naked and give you food or clothing? When did we see you thirsty or give you something to drink? And Jesus says, "Any time you did it, To one of the least of these, you did it to me. Every moment is an opportunity to encounter the divine presence. Even and especially in the midst of pain and darkness and difficulty. Even and especially in the face of of a stranger. I want to finish with this. There's a hymn called How Can We Name a Love that I think perfectly captures this. I want to read verse 1 and and verse 4. It says this, How can we name a love that wakens heart and mind indwelling all we know or think or do or seek or find within our daily world in every human face love's echo's sound and God is found hid in the common place So in a hundred names each day we all can meet a presence Christ's presence sensed and shown at work at home or in the street Yet names and titles all shine in a brighter sun In Christ alone is love, full grown, and life and hope begun. Every moment is an opportunity to encounter the divine. May God open our eyes and our hearts to experience God. Amen.